You're listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Checking one, two, one, two, one, two. I love your energy already. We're, we're getting into it, Mike. <laughs> Freaking Tuesday. He's the first one to ever talk before I did. I'm sorry. No, it's okay because I read your bio. He's probably better, a hell of a lot better of a host than I am. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Live from My Mother's Basement. Sadly, we're actually really not in the basement. We're in my studio here in Los Angeles, California. But tonight, that's where you get a legendary stand-up performer like Nikki Paris. Yo, what's up? Thank buddy? you, man. How are you? Thank you so much for coming to my house, for being on my show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to absolutely love and adore this young man. He comes from the East Coast. I can say being from New Jersey because we're in California, but he's from Staten Island. Yeah, the part with money. The part. By the way, because people out here, they're so mean to me when they find out I'm from Staten Island. Why? People are really, people call me like trashy. Is like, Staten Island known for being yeah. poor areas? Yeah. See, I don't even know that. I mean, I'm from back East. Just being from New Jersey, we just didn't go to Staten Island unless there was a comedy show. People would always be like, oh, you're from Staten Island. I'm like, I grew up on Marble and Granite. Is it really that different? Screw you. Marble and Granite? Yeah. I thought that was I a neighborhood. I nice life. No. <laughs> People call I, me trash. I don't think so. Dude, that was hilarious. I grew up on Marble and Granite. Yeah. I thought that was a street corner. <laughs> it could be. He's talking about the real stuff. No, the real shit. That, that's actually very Ginzaloon. I had Marble a crystal chandelier. Granite. If you call me trashy, eat a Frank. I love this Italian guy. Yeah, me. I've been, I've been watching him do stand-up for quite some time now. I'm so broken. I love when he's on stage. He makes me laugh my ass off. Um, there was one night, I don't remember where we were, that one of those Nicky Shin shows or something like that. Was it Nick Shin, Bobby Shin? Some, somebody somebody, somebody Shin. with a Shin. Somebody yeah. with a Shin injury. Yeah. And you were up there entertaining. I'm in the back just cracking up laughing. And I had some guy who was looking at me. He goes, what the fuck are you laughing at? I'm like, because I understand what he's doing. This is fucking hilarious to me. Why don't I, you know, some other comedians, maybe they just don't enjoy other comics. If you know what I'm talking about. I, I laugh. I laugh. Yeah, me too. I'm a laugher. I laugh. And if it, if it tickles my stomach, I'm like, hey, this guy's fucking great. And I was having so much fun. I'm like, I got to get to know this guy. You're, you're, I'm, a, I'm a wreck. I really am. Well, we're going to have one, to get into all listen, of this stuff. Every day is a I struggle you, when you're crazy. I think That's you really I got your shit together when I watch you perform. I'm like, this guy is on the money. Your resume is out of control. This is a resume that's on three pages, ladies and gentlemen. I, took me a half hour to read it. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm so sorry. Thank you for doing your research and due diligence. Well, I know, know we know what's what. It's been a big year for me. You know, uh, I really am trying to get my body in check this year because last year I had huge areolas, like um, a Lunchable pepperoni. So, oh, hold it, hold it. We gotta yeah. stop right there. I don't wanna cry, Mike, but here I go. What night was it that we were at the Laugh Factory together? Sunday night. Sunday night? This past yeah. Sunday night? Yeah, yeah, Sun oh, yeah. Sunday night at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Nice little hug. How you doing? I grabbed your arms. I'm saying to myself, this motherfucker's working out. Yeah. You got the guns going. I, I, people think I'm Rosie O'Donnell, and I'll scissor anyone. I'm above nothing Dude, at this point. I'm, nobody's safe. You get, you're jacked. I'm trying to. I'm fat. That's not jacked. You know, I'm trying it's to fat. lose. I'm just rubbing up Mike on his Instagram live. <laughs> this is what you tuned in for, you perverts. <laughs> so, it's also a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Give it up. Zapolis. <laughs> Zeppelin. I don't. Is that Zeppelin's? Zeppelin. Yeah, I love Zeppelin's. I I would like to go into a diabetic shock anytime soon. I'll drool. I don't give a shit. Can I curse on here? Yes. Is that, I'm yeah, sorry, yes, Mike. You can. Here I come to your nice show and 
trash. I an, guess I an Italian comedian from Staten Island. Can he curse? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Hey, now, get the hell out of Mike, here. Mike, were you here with the wooden spoon as a kid? Oh, fuck yeah. <sighs> Me too. My mother broke that wooden spoon, and then she taped it with duct tape and kept on hitting. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> I got hit with everything. My father didn't hit us. He just made a face. Ooh. My mother would do it. Yeah. I used to hide the spoons. And then, and then it would get time to cook, and she'd be like, where's the spoons? Gone. Long gone. So I got smart. She'd go to hit me and look for it, and that shit was, guys are out of here. Oh, people are writing in. Oh, yeah, we're going to take in questions. You it's going to be loaded. It's loaded down here. It's loaded up here. Towards the end of the show, everybody, you know we will get some uh, questions from you all for Nikki or myself, and we'll answer those questions right now. We're actually going to rewind. We're going to find out when he started in his business and why such a young age, because I did read the bio, and how he got into uh, the stand-up business. He also mentioned to me what his family's like, and, you know, of course, being Italian from New Jersey, parents from Italy, how can I not have an affection for other Italian comedians from different parts of the country? So we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. I love this man's energy. Remember, folks, while you're watching on Facebook, you can send us some money. And he spent, I think, $30 in an Uber. So I want to hear the bell ring. So if my friends are out there right now, hit that bell. He's playing with Sorry, his very Just trying to get some money. If you could tip us. Cash. That's what it takes. Tips. Tips. We do get tips. Yeah. Tips. When the bell rings, you'll see it's hilarious. Bing, bing, bing. I, Where I, the fuck is the bell? I loved performing during the pandemic because I think my neighbors thought I was a cam girl. Because I was doing so many virtual shows. And they'd be like, you could tip me here. And they're like, what is he doing in that next room? Nobody knows. Let's do this, Nick. <clears throat> Michael? Born in Staten Island. Yeah. Parents in Italy or New York? Uh, Mars? No, where are they from? I. They're weirdos. I was... Uh, my, my dad's an architect. My, my mom works for my dad. Very quiet, boring people. I don't know where the fuck I came from. I really... And Italian, they, Italian parents? Yeah. Your, your father? Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, Brooklyn. Half Sicilian, half Galabrese. My mom says the Galabrese size is my, is my stubborn side. I love the way you said Galabrese. Yeah. So there's always an accent somewhere amongst the Italians because we said Calabrese. Yeah. And I always thought it was with a C. He made me think it's with a G. Yeah. And first of all, and I ordered Galamab the other night out here. Right. And somebody was like, do you mean calamari? I'm uh, like, no. Galama. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Galama. Because, you know, and guess what? A lot of Albanian people, they think they're Italian, but they're not. That's like the, t the, the smart value Italian. You could say that. The Albanian people and love the, the Syrian people, Stop they love to pretend that, that they're Italians. They come around in their uh, track suits. Yeah, with the pinky rings. Yeah, there's like 20 of them in one house. They all got a Mercedes, but it's just one Mercedes for all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. They're carpooling. And then they go to this, the Laugh Factory on a Thursday. We're here, we're right. here. Yo, I know we can smell you. Yeah. And we <laughs> they can see, we they can all see. got so much cologne on. I, I tripped over your back hair, <laughs> and I'll braid it because I don't, I, I'm a giver that way. <laughs> it's not only the Italians that have uh, eagle wings on their backs. I actually don't. I'm blonde. No, it's very yeah. fuzzy. And I do get my back waxed. <laughs> I don't know why. I, just, I shouldn't have said that. We'll be right back after this commercial break. You may That's hear fucking a, wrong. You may hear a knock at the door, and it's actually Mike's waxes. <laughs> Mike's wax paper. Who's going to wax him? <laughs> we only got an hour. During the second act of the show. And, and Mike's going to give the hair to locks of love. Because we love charity and balding children. 
How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a little brother in a wheelchair, and that's oh. it. And he thinks he's black, so that's its really? own. Yeah, I've been through it. Do you want to indulge? Why is sure. he in the wheelchair? Well, I threw him down a flight of stairs. Yes, no, he that'll... was born. He was born with it. He has spinal muscular atrophy, and I don't know what that means. But he's been in a wheelchair his whole life. And I grew up kind of like a weird life. Like I grew up with zero privacy. I grew up with like home health aides in my uh, living in my house. What aides? Home health. Oh, aids. home health aides. <laughs> no, not that type of age. You have to have sex to have aids. I'm too fat to have AIDS. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oh, you said about the table. Yeah, I'm don't, sorry. Don't crash the table. I, this is hilarious. I went to see my doctor today. I had a physical, yeah, and he, he said, you know, I'm going to check your blood over here, checking your blood. And they ask you, what do you want to be checked for when you get to my age? So you can ask for testosterone. You can test, ask for cholesterol. You ask for all these different levels. And then the doctor goes, are you sexually active? And I says, well, I, I'd rather not say too much about that. And he said, well, I could just check you for any, not AIDS, but any disease, any transmittable. What purple waffle. The pur no, purple waffle. waffle. I don't even know. Yeah, I just got hungry. What, <laughs> what would the reason, any transmittable, any sexual transmittable diseases? I haven't been asked that question since I'm in my 20s. How'd it feel? It was great. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'll pee in the cup. <laughs> Did you have a moment where oh, you're like, ooh, good. what could it be? <laughs> what could I, I pretend What could I possibly like, oh. have? <laughs> yeah, what, what could it be? It's, it's a roll of the dice. Well, I'm sorry that situation is going there with your brother. Um, is that I'm very neat. No, I'm, I'm copying you what you're doing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you can eat on the floor in my mother's house. <laughs> in my house, you had to. No, I'm kidding. That's right. I'm just trying to be a comedian. Or the wooden spoon. Oh, the fucking spoon. You know what? My mother's not around anymore, but if she was, I'd say, you know what, Mark? I get the spoon and kick the shit out of me. I miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me in the head. Me too. I'd like to collect disability and just sit around for the next. I love his humor because it actually comes out of nowhere. It's like one of those um, hidden comedy things. Like, I think you assume where I'm going when I perform. You, I don't assume anything. I'm like, well, I don't know where he's going to go with this one. We're supposed to tell jokes where you're going straight ahead and then you hook to the right or you go back to the other way and it screws with people's heads. His comedy is a plethora of, well, you don't know what's going to happen. It's called That's Tourette's. Why I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, why I, that's, that's one of the reasons why I love watching you host. It's scary. Because I'm like, um, he's probably not rehearsed. He's just going to go off the top of his head and do some crazy shit. So you're growing up in Staten Island, young yeah. kid. Uh, high school, when did you start? Because it says in your bio that you actually started getting on stage in your teens. Yeah, when I was 17. That's how bad I felt about myself back then. Like, oh, I'm going to get on and stage. Did you really? I mean, you're a handsome man, you know, and people are always like, you should be a comedian. And Mike, I was so, at first I was like, are they calling me ugly? Like, what are the, I, I just never thought I ever wanted to be a comedian. I was, I just thought of like Jerry Seinfeld and like, a, who's great, but I don't want to be like him as like a 17 year old gay guy. I thought of the big overcoat from Burlington. I'm like, what are they saying about me? <laughs> and then I went on stage. I had nothing prepared. I was on a cruise ship, and I basically attacked the poor people in the audience, and I killed, and that was it. And I owe a lot of people a there, lot. Of there are comedians on cruise ships. I happen to be one of them. I love to entertain on a ship. I go out once a month. i never seen an open mic on a cruise ship, maybe for karaoke, but there was an open mic for stand-up comedians? Yeah. That's how cheap the cruise lines are getting. They're now crowdsourcing really? the entertainment. 
So you yeah. went on? I went on. I, my friends forced me. They were like, you have to get up there and perform. And I was like, no, I'm shy. But I had no problem singing Britney Spears at karaoke, which would have been more. That's fun. <sighs> That's funny as hell. Well, I went up there, Mike, and I was like a bat out of hell. And now I, now I, it, it's too late. Here I am. I, have, I go on dates. I don't tell people I'm a comedian. I have to come out, not even that I'm gay, that I'm a, a comic. There was a guy I was dating, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell, because I don't want people to judge me. And I'm very private behind the scenes. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't even know who, what I am. That's but, so funny to me. I have a harder time telling people I'm a comedian than I am a kid. No, I, I've been dating a guy. I just told him this week. He goes, I thought you worked for the government. Because <laughs> I knew I had a night job. He probably thought I was a pro. If I was skinnier, he would have thought I was a hooker. But So you didn't tell this person that you're dating what you do? Not until the last Friday. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't want to tell him. It's not fair because I mean, me and you were what both out do? there. He works in accounting. Oh, what a snooze! <laughs> but, I fucking love this. But guy. what I but Mike because I am now his older brother forever. Forever. Anybody ever fuck with him? You got to talk to me. Yo, this is hilarious. Fuck, fuck with us. Um, but you know what I mean? Because I think doing what we do, and we're both out there. There's videos of us online. People, yes. could, if you're dating somebody, they could look up yes. and find everything about. I'm Italian. I mind my own business. I keep my mouth shut. But what I'm very at a very young age, my dad was going. You have a lot of personality. Keep your mouth shut. It's gonna be hard for you. Be quiet. Don't tell people. Don't speak your mind too much. And I've learned to really control it. And it's really that. That's the Italian in me. I'm like, no. I actually laughed out loud reading his bio when he told his father he came out. Yeah. When he was telling his father, I'm, you know, I don't even know how that goes, but the joke is your father started crying and you said to him, oh, you're gay too? Yeah, I was like, what are you, why, why, I was like, why is there mascara running? I, like, <laughs> I came out of spite because I knew it pissed them off. No. That, yes, 100%. I got, I'll just give you the spark notes story if you want to hear it. Uh, I never even heard the term Spark Notes. I thought it was Cliff Notes. Yeah, no, they, they Spark Notes is a website that capitalized off the Cliff Notes. Oh, really? I know. We got to get into the notes business. I got to get it up. There's no Italian notes. What happened? No, we don't know. We don't. But I, I was reading in his bio, he's been doing stand-up since he's a teenager. I mean, I got into stand-up when I was 30 years old. I never even thought I was going to tell a joke. But to get into it at such an early age is very creative. And that's why he's so creative now, because he talks about his family life and the family dynamic is funny for everybody because we all have somebody in our family that acts like that or talks like that or scares you like that or whacks you with a spoon like that. We definitely do. And everybody in my family has special needs, so I had to wear Velcro sneakers just to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was wearing helmets and drooling. Is that for real? Yeah, I swear on my life. Really? I, yeah, I don't know. It's something with my family's genes. I don't know. You're in perfectly great shape. You're a good-looking guy. He's nice and clean. Quark wears nice clothes. Presents himself like a gentleman. Smells delicious. He hugged me the other night. I'm like, you know what? I'd really like to ask him what kind of cologne he's Louis wearing. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Afternoon swim. <laughs> <laughs> Is there really a thing yeah. called afternoon yeah, swim? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Like everywhere I go. I almost felt like saying, I can't wear that. That's a little too gay. No, it's it's manly But How would I tell anybody? Hey, Mike, what cologne are you wearing? It's afternoon swim. <laughs> swim is that good? Yeah, that was good. You really sold it. I, I, I was it's impressed. It's an afternoon swim. Yeah. <laughs> it's an afternoon swim. That's a problem. Fuck you. What'd you wear, oh, what'd you wear last week? Afternoon jog. <laughs> it's a combination of the afternoons. That's where I only smell my best. It's once the afternoon hits. 
So, yeah, my family, you know, you know how it is with an Italian family. Every time I, I leave home, my mom's very attached to me. And I think that if she, uh, if she could skin me and wear me as a fur coat, I think she might. That's, that's pretty uh, beautiful and disgusting at the same time to say about your family. Um, that's right. I, too, used to have my mother break my heart. You, do you really have to go? Can't you just stay? I'm like, Mom, I'm 50. <laughs> but she I'm used to say it all the time. Don't go. California, they're crazies out there. And then they call you. I saw you on TV. You were really good. Uh, you're grabbing your crotch, your crotch a little too much. I think you should stop that. That's what my mother would say. And how, what, what would you say after that? I would say, all right, I'll do it. I'll be, I'll be better. I used to curse a lot. She would say, stop cursing. <laughs> yeah, my mom, I, I curse all the time, too. I think my parents wish I were a muzzle, but it's... When I first started doing stand-up, you know, one of the first stories I told was my parents' bedroom used to be directly next door to mine, which I think is some form of child abuse. And um, I, I just remember one night hearing my parents have sex, and I was like, I can't wait to tell this on stage, and they were so upset. They were like, don't talk about us in your stand-up. I heard money. Send that money, baby. I think we just made a nickel. Money. <laughs> he, was right, he started stripping. Did yeah, you see him? Whatever it takes. You know, I just quit my day job of 12 years, and I'm doing comedy full-time, so I need every cent, every dollar that, that, that's coming in. Did you really? I did. 12 years I, at a uh, so-called regular job? I, yeah, I worked in the music business, and it was torture. It was such torture. My daughter is going to be a star. I'm like, leave me alone. I, you and your daughter. Well, and were you fiddle. a producer? I worked guy? in publicity on the music side. Really? Scenes. It was one of the, everyone's like, how can I get on the front page of the newspaper? I'm like, could you get hit by a bus? That'll be the quickest way. Is that bad, huh? It was torture. I feel so free. So this is like the first year that I'm like, you know, I feel this like I've been January Yeah, started? January 1st. Really? I'm getting my body back. I'm turning it all around. Ladies and gentlemen, announced on live from my mother's basement, the first year he is absolutely 100% a performer. That's right. I never say comedian, and I never say stand-up. I say entertainer. Because we could do anything. We're not just guys who grab a microphone and do jokes on stage. There's a lot of people that are that. I'm not. And I watched his work. He's not. You're going to see him as an actor. You're going to see him do stand-up comedy. And you're going to see him do one of the most difficult jobs in the performance world. That is being the master of ceremonies. The host has the hardest job. He's the life of the party. He has to do his research of the person he's talking to. And we don't call him the MC. Uh, we actually shouldn't say MC. We should say Master of Ceremonies, which is what those initials for, because he is the strongest guy in the show. He's the guy that can get everybody to pay attention and hand the baton to the next guy, which is very, very difficult because when people come walking into a showroom, they're buying drinks, they're talking to their friends, they're tasting the food. But all of a sudden, he walks in the room, he grabs on stage, and no matter what anybody's doing, they look up and go, holy shit. And then when he comes back on stage after he introduces somebody, they're waiting. What's he going to do now? And it keeps on going. You'll see he'll end up having a talk show. And on that talk show, people will watch. They're like, wow, this guy is fantastic. And then a guy like me will be interviewed on that show. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then Mike's going to hit me with the wooden spoon. Yes, I'm Just... going to come on with spoon. Oh, you remember this. Make sure you remember how to introduce me. Get it right. Yeah, that's right.
I say that because when I was younger and I was in my, let's say, early 30s, I met this man who was a promoter and he said, uh, how would you like to make more money as the opening act than you are as a headliner? I said, what do I got to do? He goes, I want you to learn how to be the master of ceremonies, the strongest personality of the night. Do you have a tuxedo? And I said, yes, I have a tuxedo. He goes, can you take the word fuck out of your mouth? And I said, yes, I can. And he goes, I'm going to get you some big shows. And I ended up going on tour with singers. And all I had to do was 10 minutes of comedy, introduce the singer, keep it clean, and they paid me. Wow. And when I was done, the entertainers, singers, would say, hey, Mike, you want another gig? You want another gig? Today, listen to this. Maybe you'd love to hear this, too. I would. I used to host the Beverly Hills Film Awards every year for 10 years. It was like a mini Oscars, and I controlled that room. Tuxedo, teleprompter, script, band, and you had to have the timing down. Celebrities all in the room, casting directors, agents. But I didn't change my personality. Mike Marino was the master of ceremonies. So if somebody moved, or somebody did something that I didn't like, I'd work the crowd. And I'll never forget one day, John Voigt came walking into the room in a tuxedo, and everybody turned around. There's 300 people all dressed up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I said, excuse me, who are you to come walking into this room five minutes into my monologue? <laughs> and he went, well, there's traffic. And I'm like, you've been living here how long? Right. You couldn't have came any earlier? Well, he realized that I was just having fun and that everything was fun, off the cuff, jolly. So we did it all night long, him and me, him and me, back and forth. At the end of the night, when he came and got his uh, award for lifetime achievement, he said, ladies and gentlemen, this young man should host the Oscars. That's a personality. Wow. And I have it on tape. Wow. <laughs> yes. And I have his phone number. So let me, let me, I'm glad you had that great experience. Let me counter you with this. Last week I hosted uh, a Golden Globes party at the Soho House. It was a three-hour hosting gig. Long gig. Torture. In between, so I was, they give me a microphone and I just run around for three hours in between during, and I'll do like, you know, crowd work with people and a fashion police and quiz, blah, 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 blah. In between one of the commercial breaks, some lady comes up to me. She goes, you keep talking when the telecast starts. Can you stop? Because I'm here to see the show and not you. And you know what I said to her? No, sit down. And I didn't get, so there, you know, we're on different ends of the, I said, sit down, ma'am. Okay, no, I'm not going to stop talking when the telecast, so I'll probably never host the Oscars, but I don't care. I'll, I'll watch you. Yes, but first of all, tell everybody exactly yes. what the Soho House is. It's a membership club, and I have, a, you know, I show there, and I host some of their parties. Um, it's more than that, ladies Who and gentlemen. Cares? He's being he's being polite. I'm, I'm the Soho House. So Soho House, I guess it's towards Malibu, right? Yeah, that's where Harry and Meghan, Prince Harry met Meghan Markle. Oh, they met there. I know. Can you imagine? I get, can't even meet a cashier at In and Out. Okay. Let so, alone royalty is linking up. I'm so, I'm just bitter. I'm sorry. You shouldn't be bitter. I'm so angry. He's so inside. he's so underplaying where he hosts. The Soho House is like the place to be for the A-listers, rich people, Malibu, stars, the whole nine yards. I think, is there three of them in the United States, Vegas and New York? Hey, there's a lot of them now. Oh, there's more than... There's, there's like 10 or 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like the prestigious A-listers club, and he works there. He gets to do his own show there. I hope maybe he'll ask me if I would like to perform <laughs> yes, there. Yes, I would he'll love perform that. perform at the Soho House. 
It's, um, I had a meeting there once because my friend Doug DeLuca is actually the producer of the Jimmy Kimmel show. We went there, and I knew Jimmy before he had the show, so we've been talking a long time ago. But uh, the Soho House is badass, and he does a great job. Um, you do a great job of hosting. Tell everybody so all the different places oh. that you host, because I do watch it on the Internet, and I love watching it. I, I you know, I, I, I'm... Uh, I don't even know what to say. I perform all over, but what I really enjoy doing is sitting home and watching Judge Judy. That's I never knew she existed until I love Judge me Judy. Too. Judge Judy should run the world. And she's like baloney. <laughs> she tells people, "You're an idiot. You're stupid." Yeah, you, you're a moron, and so is your mother. Yeah, and I like you're to stupid. talk like that to people. But you're very sweet, and, and obviously, so funny, a legend right here, and you perform all over. And I, it, I feel very cool to get to perform on the same shows as you. Isn't it fun? So it is. Isn't it yeah. fun when you're backstage? with some guys that you've watched perform a lot of your life and, and now admire, yeah. right you remember we were backstage again it was like that shin show and um the other guy was there from new jersey he's actually a, a an acquaintance of mine but we all took a picture together boy geez like he was in jerry Maguire. oh jay moore jay moore yeah jay moore's been in a lot of movies and he couldn't have been any nicer any friendlier um tonight there's a lot of big names on stages throughout hollywood uh, we get to perform on stage with a lot of big names, but the places here in Hollywood, like let's say the Laugh Factory, which is my home club, everyone's created equal. If you're on that stage, it doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you make, it doesn't matter if you're brand new, you get your 20 minutes, you better bring your A game. Yeah. Or you're out. <laughs> you bring your A game. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's somebody's going to make a phone call. Or you'll be playing the giggle den. And <laughs> you'll be playing the giggle den in Pasadena. So you better come correct and not fuck around. That's, yeah. that's what it really comes down to. It does. And you never know who's going to be seeing you in that room. Yeah. And whether you're a legendary comedian like Tommy Dreesen, who will take time to talk to you about being the opening act for Frank Sinatra, which I love listening to these stories, yeah. or some new people from different parts of the world that you really can't even understand what the hell they're saying, but it doesn't matter. Everybody has a point of view. And then you watch some comedians like Nikki, and you're like, wow, this guy's going to hit the big time. This guy's going to hit a straitjacket. That's what most people say. I love the fact that he demeans himself like that. It's so true. I, Mike, I'm so, I don't even know. I'm like a I don't, every day is a struggle, but in a good way. I'm just all over the place. When you and I were, love to complain. When you were younger and you came out to your dad, yeah, is that a true story? The way you said, oh yeah, it? I came out in spite. So I didn't tell you the story really quick. So I did a lot of drinking in high school. I really wanted to be Irish, and I love. I don't. I just wanted to get drunk and let up my kilt <laughs> and say fuck you. Even though I think that's Scottish. I don't know. I was fun. Sorry, I'm not going to hey, apologize. Wait a minute. Scottish is the kilt. Yeah, Irish, Irish is uh, red pubes. I don't. I, I don't. Know. know. Well, let us know if you're well, watching and you have a little. Annie in your pants. I can't even think of what the. Let us know. Yeah, we know you're out there. Don't don't be so shy. So I was. This is so embarrassing, but I was in my high school production in Peter Pan. I cut school to go drinking with my friends, and I was dumb enough to go back to the rehearsal drunk after school after being in the city. And the principal was there, and she knew we were drunk, and she was like, "I'm not going to tell your parents that you guys were drinking, but I have to tell them that we cut school." So. My mom, the night before the play, my mom was like, you're out of the play. I'm not sending you to school to be in Peter Pan anyway, okay? <laughs> so I missed the show. Who even gives a shit that I missed the show? The night of the show, the girl who played the kangaroo couldn't see out of her mask, fell off the stage, and broke both of her legs. Oh. And I missed it. And that will forever, that's something I wanted in my, in my wheel of memories when that's... I die. 
So I was like, how am I going to get them back? I came out. And that's how I did it. I was like, you think you're pissed now? I'm gay. And they were devastated, and it felt so good, so wicked. Really? Yeah, it felt so. I could just, because I knew, I was like, I, I got them back. Which how is not, I was like 15. I know it sounds like I could run a country in Yugoslavia or somewhere in an evil way, but that's really my coming out story. Let me ask you this. If you came out at 15, did the school know? Everybody knew. Everybody knew before I did, which oh, was wow. so hurtful. My teacher used to go, I don't know if anyone's seen Will and Grace, but she used to go, just, just Nick. And I'd be like, how dare you? I'm 14. I don't even have an Adam's apple yet. I'm calling the school board, <laughs> and I will see you on Fox 5 on my side. I'll take anybody on Fox 5 on my side. I don't, I don't care. No one's safe. When you do stand-up comedy and you talk about um, your point of view about being gay or, or when you came out on stage, how does it make you feel like in the last couple years with now all this – LGBTQ and trying to be, um, you know, because like I said, I have gay family members and they don't like it. They're like, hey, now wait a minute, wait a minute. What does that even mean? Being gay is old news. It's like being that person that comes to a party with the fedora on and people are like, oh, really? It's all about trans. I, I, I would like to, I'll cut my dick off. If that's what it counts, takes to get ahead in this town, takes I'll to sit get on it. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'll cut my dick off if that's what it takes to get head in this town. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll identify as a rocking chair. I'm above nothing. But yeah, being gay, that's like that's it. Nobody cares anymore. See, it's old so news. it's it's kind of strange because it can even affect, let's say, a, a gay entertainer. I remember. Are you familiar with Jason Stewart? Yeah, of course. Love Jason. Jason. Um, we all were playing the comedy store back in the day, and I remember he would sing a song that he sang on Star Search. Do you ever see him do this? No. Uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, What's the Skies of Blue, what's that song? Some, from the Wizard of some, Oz. From the Wizard yeah. of Oz. And he would sing that song. And his voice was unbelievable, but he just was so flamboyantly gay the way he did it, you just could not stop screaming. It was the greatest performance of all time. Jason, I hope you're watching. I have to have him on the show. Love Jason. And uh, he doesn't do it anymore. I remember a long time ago there was a, a gay pride comedy show, and I was friends with Allison Arngrim, who played Nellie on Little House on the Prairie. And she's not gay. She's married but to a man. But she would do these big, big events for AIDS awareness and um, stuff like this. It was up at Universal somehow I was the guy that they said put him in one of these shows. Mike can handle this. And I remember I was doing this bit about shopping in Ikea at that time, and all I did was, because I was nervous. I'm like, oh, man, I hope I don't offend anybody. I hope they get what I'm doing. But if I just stick to my demeanor and talk about my family, they're going to take this ride. I just walked out on stage and said, I'm sorry I'm late. I was lost in Ikea, and people lost it. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, my God, he's great. It's not offensive. It's gay true. Gay people love IKEA, and they can yes. relate to that. You know, I, I, being gay, I'm like, I'm like gay light. Like, I'm not really like, I'm like the gay guy in the boys' club, and I'm like, if you can't tolerate me, you're really being. I, you know, I'm just the worst gay person ever. I, sometimes I don't even know if I'm gay. I'm like, if I could marry a woman and have somebody doing my laundry. Not that it's about women doing well, that you know, at I all. I could do your laundry. I'm now. just saying. You know what I mean? I'm like, maybe I'm not gay. Maybe I just like to get on the dance floor first at weddings. I'm very confused. Um, but most gay men, I'm like, I don't want to, first of all, I'm very picky with who I date. 
If you're too gay, I'm sorry. I just don't have time. I'm on about voices. If you sound like a dolphin being raped, don't don't talk to me. I have enough problems in my life. I don't need time. I'm like, shut the fuck up. But I'm like, I like, you know, I'm because I'm from Staten Island. Like, like my type is like a sanitation worker. He really can't read. Might be autistic. That's really who I. You don't have an accent. A, a Staten Island yeah, or gay accent? No, no. I didn't know gay people had an accent. Oh yeah, they I do. I meant an accent okay. from Staten Island. Do you ever get a fork stuck in a garbage disposal? Yeah. And then press the button. That's yeah. what some gay people sound like to me. <laughs> bing, 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 at bing. least. But I'm picky. Like if I and I just like I like a man. If you were you know tap dancing in the Nutcracker, that that's not gonna do anything for me, right? And I get so many mass Mike, so many people that get women. Like I'm sure you've gotten a lot of tail doing stand up. Not me. People like don't lay on the, the railroad tracks after this. And the people that do hit me up are hideous. And I go for looks. So if you're ugly, leave me alone. I've been through enough. I find that to be strange. Me too. Because you're a very <laughs> handsome man. I don't know how old you are. You don't have to say it I here. I just turned 30. And you're 30? I just turned it's 30. Perfect. Perfect. He's, I'm old. He's 30 years old. And this is the year he's doing stand-up comedy in the entertainment business. And that's it. Because now that you don't do another job, now you're really going to rise to the top. Because you don't have to think about the other job no more. All you're going to think about is where to go, where to perform, what class to take, who to hang around with. And listen, and people like older people, they don't want to hear it. They're like, oh, yeah, 30, that's nothing. Well, you know what? I don't know about you, but I, I haven't gotten spider veins yet. You've had your day in the sun. I'm, I'm new. I don't know what it's like to get a hard-on for Donny Osmond. This is the oldest I've ever been. So have some compassion. 30 is a great age. It's, it's a great gone age. by I like started, so quick. I started stand-up at 30 years old. I was an actor in New York since I was a teenager, all through my 20s. I never thought I was going to tell jokes. It wasn't until I moved to California that people were telling me, you know, you guys from back east are very funny. You know, the mannerisms, the, you know, the, the vibrato, the way you talk. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And they're like, that's it. That works. So I ended up getting more acting work as an actor from doing stand-up that's i what, if, if somebody will see you doing stand-up and right? then, you, then you get a job whereas the reverse you go in for an audition and it just sucked and now nobody asks you what's on your resume anymore they want to know how many followers you have do you have a lot of followers we'll book you if you don't have any followers you're not selling tickets then we don't care how good you are yeah that's and that's that's way the way it came about do you know that i've been getting auditions as people's father no how old would the kids be, too? That's exactly what I What's said. I got that? an audition for to be somebody's father. At first, it was a newborn. I was like, fine, fine. Uh, about two weeks ago, I got an audition <laughs> to be a little girl's father, and we were the co-host of a podcast. I said, this bitch could talk. What's wrong with these people? That bitch better be in a crib and fucking drooling at the mouth if I'm going to be her father. So, you know, I got to moisturize more is really the point of me getting Shame. into that. You know, I'm I was so told lazy. when I was, you know, know. just shave off the to. beard, you, you'll lose five years. I don't want to. I'm so lazy. I'm like, what, at this point, I'm like... Growing up Italian on yeah. the East Coast, mm -hmm. most of us know our way around the kitchen. I'm going to present a little charcuterie now, which yeah. I don't know where that word came from, Check because it was me. always called on the Bast for the longest period of time. But this is something that was given to us to set today by our friends down in... Um, Lakewood, California, our friends at Foggia Italian Market in Delhi. They're in Lakewood. Look them up on the internet. This is just a little sample of their foods 
and I wanted to sample it, of course, with Nikki, because we always have food on the show. This is a light amount of food. I mean, look how fresh. I mean, I don't know if you have a, fresh. Cr a christening coming up or <laughs> some uh, your niece's confirmation. But if you're in Lakewood and you don't go to... Foggia. You're in Foggia. Foggia, that's right. It's Foggia or bust. Foggia Italian Market in Delhi, Lakewood, California. Look them up, Italian Delhi, uh, Foggia Italian Market in Delhi. Now, I have some mushrooms on the plate. We have some different colored uh, olives on the plate, pepperoni, balls of mozzarella, um, um, some cherry tomato. Oh, the deli wrote back. They said, thanks, Mike. Are they there? Hey, Poggia. Um, some crackers. Can I, have a, can I order a potato croquette? Just about seven to my house for next week. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> we are going to enlighten our man over here. Yeah. Hey, Poggia Deli. Poggia Deli. They're right there on Instagram. And then, there you go. Here comes my other sponsor, um, Camarilla Zapoli Mix. Zapoli Mix, go to zapolimix.com, get yourself some Zapolas, make them at home, and you can actually get them in the store at Foggia because now Foggia Italian Market and Deli sells uh, Camarilla Zapola Mix. Zapolimix.com, use promo code Mike Marino, and you get yourself 20% off. We're gonna have to take Nick down to the deli. Yes, it's unbelievable. I, I love that. You know, I just I, I just got a traumatic flashback because I was I know you do a lot of cruises. I was just on a cruise and there was a guy. I, if you haven't been on a cruise recently, there are a lot of people who feel comfortable wearing open-toed shoes when they have toes that look like fingers, and I think it's disgusting. And I this is a public service announcement that if your toe makes a left or right, gets t-boned by a tractor trailer and then comes back. Wear a closed-toed shoe. Wear a sketcher. The world has been through enough, is all that I'm saying. But there was a guy in front of me at the boat, and cruises, you're trapped on a boat with the same people. I, I was like, I, I, I... For seven I, days. That's why I'm mad about global warming. I was like, there's no icebergs to hit to put me out of my misery from these disgusting people. <laughs> anyway, there was a guy on the buffet getting Zeppelis, and when I tell you, he held up the entire line. This guy was 400 pounds. I'm like, you're not even going to live to the sixth Zeppeli. <laughs> tone, tone. And he was taking the Zeppelin and pounding it like a drum up against the sugar. And it was the most disturbing thing that I've ever seen. And he passed away from cardiac arrest last week. I don't know that, but I'm just <clears throat> sure of it. Do you actually have a memory of where you got your first Zeppelin? I, it was probably like the affair in Staten Island. Like at a... I love funnel cakes and all that stuff, like but Zeppelis. Yes, Zeppelis we would get at like let's say the Feast of San Gennaro in New York City, yes. which I wanted to comment. You said a little while ago you were telling people oh, we were going into the city. You know, so many people that are watching right now, they actually don't know what that is. The city? Yes, because there's people watching from Italy. I got people watching from different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Buongiorno. They, they don't even know that when we slangly said. We're going from Staten Island, we're going to the city. We're going from New Jersey, we're going to the city. We meant Manhattan. It's another state. <laughs> well, right. it was for us. Yeah. You were in New York, that's New York. But to us, New Jersey was a state. Yeah. Actually, and it, it never really thought it was another state. It just said, oh, we're going to the city. But then you tell that to somebody in Kentucky, and they go, where do you go? Right. They're like, the, the city where the Cracker Barrel is? Yes. Where I'll sit and, and, and throw out. Ranch flavored sunflower seeds. You know, the last time I was at the San Gennaro feast, Tony Danza was ser uh, serving meatballs. Isn't that great? Tony Danza, a legendary Italian American entertainer. And again, entertainer because he sings and dances. 
did a Broadway play, off-Broadway play. I think he's still touring. He's an actor. He was. He's an actor. My cousin. He was a boxer. Milano. Are you really? Yeah, but our families don't talk. I, a lot of people in my Italian family they hate each other. Was but Alyssa Milano friend? is my uh, my cousin. Call her up and say, hey, listen, want you to do some work with me. We have to taste some of this stuff. Yes. Nikki told me before the show that he doesn't want to. <laughs> I don't need empty pasta. Why not? You know what? Everybody puts a. I don't skip you, Mike, but other people, you're at a party, everybody puts their disgusting, crooked fingers in the empty pasta. And I just. My mom taught me to skeeve everything. Everything. I used to go over to people's house and she'd be like, don't eat at their house, it's dirty. And it put this weird complex on me. So I. <laughs> she really fucked me up. Really. I feel the same way, but. I put two clean forks no, on this, I don't on this thing. I just don't like antipasto. There's some olives. Have a cracker. The, all right, you have a cracker. How Hollywood am I? I'm lightheaded. I might pass out. You want a Coke? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to do this, though, because I always do. This is my favorite. It's a cherry, to, it's a, um, cherry pepper, and inside is um, cheese, cream cheese. Look at this. Absolutely delicious. All right? Now, I'm going to eat this. You take over hosting. So me and Mike are visualizing that we're on a gondola right now, going through an Italian stream. He's eating his pepper and me and Mike cracker because I do some light modeling. And it's Tuesday. My, I've never been at Mike's place before. It's very clean. It's immaculate, almost. <laughs> it really is. And I know Mike has left it open-ended. Has he had sexual activity lately? I'm going to say yeah. Something tells me. Mike, anything you'd like to... Mike, those red pepper stuff with cream cheese and garlic are the best, right? They're Look. delicious. And this over is, here... Yeah. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> this is a mushroom. I love mushroom. The garlic mushrooms. Go. Now, people love mushrooms because they are allegedly lower high blood pressure. Now, these mushrooms specifically, they're very seasoned. Not like something you'd see at the Olive Garden that might be a little bland. And by the way, I actually enjoy the Olive Garden. I, I do. I like that the, the breadsticks are never-ending. So if I want to literally have a stroke from how much I overate, that's okay. I could go into the stall, shit my pants, and guess what? There'll be soup as well because it's also – if you're bowling on a budget and you have no morals, there's probably an Olive Garden <laughs> near you. <laughs> this <laughs> is great. Wait, I'm going to do a couple uh -huh. more. Yeah. Now, the pepperoni. This is, this pepper is what my Wait a minute, let me eat it. Sorry. No Olive Garden. <laughs> Show them before you put, eat it, please. Yeah. So that's what my areolas looked like <laughs> about six months ago. But luckily, I've been doing some chest workout. I never did before because I have a great face. So I thought, why? But I do, you know, if, if North Hollywood was about to get flooded, you could probably land a helicopter on either one of my areolas. I'll call FEMA. Somebody, some of you may be scared of a natural disaster. Don't, don't worry. People are freaking out about the <clears throat> garden. And for the 45th minute of the broadcast, Mike is going to He said it. He said a helicopter could land on his areolas. Yeah, that's right. That is hilarious. It's, Areola. It's, Look at everybody's yeah, laughing. People are losing it. All right. Out of pity. Now, yeah. I don't really remember ever seeing a red olive there's black ones, there's green ones. This is a red one. I thought that was a beet. It's not. Look at that. It's an olive. I'm not going to have that. I'm just going to go for a nice piece of cheese. Yeah. What cheese is this? Do you know? That's mozzarella. This is mozzarella. 
And one more time, take over Master Ceremonies. Sure, I'm so glad Ooh. you didn't eat that turnip because it looked more like a kidney stone. And sometimes people like that. Um, I love mozzarella. This is a good piece of cheese. I would like to um, actually come out on this podcast that I am Mo Mozzarella's mistress. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. We are taking over the cheese empire, and pretty soon you won't be able to even buy cheese without thinking of either of us. And it's a takeover. Do you know Mo Mozzarella? Not yet. Well, no. I don't want to talk about that you know we i've done a show with mo mozzarella Lil mo he's a good guy he's very very funny if you don't know him guys look him up on the internet you probably should know him he's always around the city or well, manhattan yeah and Lil mo mozzarella does some of the funniest stuff and then um is actually so sick though that people will tune in to watch people eat like i never thought I'd, people would be tuning in to watch people deep throat and I plan Parmesan, but that's yeah. what's going on in the world. Yeah, here we are busting our asses trying to make people laugh. A couple people say, hey, this is great. They go, hey, look at the size of this fucking sandwich. It's like your sister's ass. Millions of people. Yeah, no, really. That's exactly what they say. Your sister's fat ass. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's take in some calls right now because there's a lot of people writing like it. crazy. And there's Linda. She owns Fogia Deli with her husband, Hi, Linda. Linda, saying, I have a confession to make. I used to like Olive Garden until I married Linda an Italian. Linda just got fired. <laughs> what, what the, Linda, you're fired. <laughs> That's her husband, what, Bob. What, what the Better Business Bureau is going on on this Instagram Live? <laughs> Hi, Linda. Linda said, Linda here, I have a confession to make. I used to like Olive Garden until I married an Italian, LOL. The cherry peppers are delicious. Okay, folks, yeah. let's have some questions. For my special guest here, Nikki Paris, who is absolutely hilarious, sweet, and kind. He's a mess. Yeah. And uh, he's single. Yeah, that's right. And if you look like Bobby Cannavale, call me. If you look like Steve Buscemi, please keep it moving. I have enough problems, and I don't need any more. Look at all the people writing in on the right. This is really, really great. Thank you, everybody, for writing into the show tonight. Thank you, thank you for being here. Maybe some of you are eating pastina right now. You're fighting a cold or something. I don't know. But I'm, we're glad you're here. Who's this Somebody wrote, he's gay. Question Helen Tenuta. Hey, Helen. Helen. Hi, everybody. Uh-oh. Angora. Is this somebody talking Italian? No, I just had, sorry. I think I just had a schizophrenic outbreak. But... <laughs> um, we're going to take in some questions. There's a lot of people writing in right now. Yeah. I can't really write in. But good evening, Rose. It's nice to see you. Good morning. Uh, good day, Cecile. Good night. I'm from the Bronx. Oh, I had the wrong accent. How you doing? Nick, how are you? My mom was the same. Yeah, well, you know we come from really cool uh, old-school Italian families. That's right. Um, did you eat in the basement? We ate in the basement. I miss everybody, and that's why I still do family-orientated material about my life, and that's the way we perform on the road. And the same is for Nick, because um, and they when you talk about yourself, it makes people laugh, because they take a moment to go, oh my God, I'm just like that. Right. No matter what you say, there's somebody going, I'm just like that. I want to get to know him. We have the ability, and I never really admit it to myself, but since you're here and we're talking, we have the ability to make people look at their life and go, it's going to be okay. Oh, my God, he knows. Because someone has it that. worse. 
You're going to be okay because I'm a fucking disaster. <laughs> I made it this far. So people see me and they're like, wow, I thought I was fucked up. So that's the that's what we people bring going, to people. people going, he's 30 and he's fucked up. Oh, man, I got it made. <laughs> so it's really about enlightening people. I mean, Mike, this is like Dick Clark's New Year's Eve. I mean, there's comments coming in from all different directions. Yeah. This is like the telephone. I'm, I'm really, really lucky. And then we re-air this, and it's stuck on Instagram. It's stuck here on Facebook. Then it's going to be on YouTube, and we're on all the podcast outlets where people actually just listen to the voices of, of what we're talking about. So you don't get to see the food, but you get to hear and listen to uh, you know, where we're going and what we're doing, and I appreciate that. We love you. Some yeah. of you may be listening on your way to meet a hooker at a Motel 6 your family's home, or maybe you're just, I don't know what, at a picnic. We're open to everybody, and we love you all. You're seen. Thank you. I am just was listening. I'm reading. Hey, Mike, Mike, I shared to all my friends on Facebook for your wow. YouTube. Wait, thanks, Alex. I appreciate that. Alex T. Manukas. <laughs> Manukas. That was my stripper name. Yeah. <laughs> Not Mike. No, I wasn't a stripper. Uh, I showed you I my never did any of that. Like, no, same. That's funny. I don't. I, People I, would pay me to keep the clothes on. My mom doesn't want me to move to Tennessee. Can you blame her? Why, I mean, why did, why did that even happen? I learned that from my father when I worked for the township. He said, "Keep your mouth shut and don't tell anyone your business." I'm Greek and Italian. Well, yeah. All right, we're gonna do a test. If you're tuning in right now, everybody write in your social security numbers. Yeah. <laughs> just I was to see just what asked, happens. I was just asked to send in my social security <laughs> number to a third-party place where I was trying to get a passport. Somebody wrote, dudes are, forget about it. I don't know what that means, but I agree. Dudes yeah. are the worst. Was that a girl saying that? Supermark Super could be. Dudes are the forget about it. I never said forget about it my whole life. No, I don't know. It wasn't, really, wasn't really a Jersey no, thing. That was Brooklyn. Same either. Yeah. Forget about forget it. Forget about it. My father would never say forget about it because he would want you to remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People are writing Somebody's in numbers. Just, Stop it. Just, don't, don't, don't. Guys, <laughs> thank you. We're going to take your bank account. <laughs> thank you for funding me getting Invisalign. It really is I, an honor. I would actually like to get Invisalign. To see? You got a lot of comments coming down here. You have new comments. Nikki Paris and Joe Callis. Uh-oh. There's your friends. That's the ones from Joe, go back. Staten yes, Island. I remember him. Miss Stein stays. Yes, I love. I remember. Wow. These are the guys from a podcast that they do in Staten Island. That podcast is called You Know I'm Right with Joe Calabrese and Nick can't think of Nick's last name off the top of my head. He's going to yell at me. Everybody has a podcast. Nikki Harrison and Joey are going to go back to the sixth grade Mrs. Stein days. That is yes. hilarious. That's my drama teacher. Uh, and one day she um, had a tick, or so she thought, on her back, and she asked me to put her hand up her shirt to get the tick, but I was young and afraid, and I didn't, but I love her. Oh, here comes a cool statement. This is from the You Know I'm Right podcast. Hollywood Late Night needs to appear on your show, Mike. Who's that? Hollywood Late Night. Is that like a sex I pod? don't know, but there goes another social security number. Wow. <laughs> great. Thank Helen you. Helen Tenuta, how you doing? Are you related to the late, great Judy, Judy. Tenuta? She was great. Did you Hi know from Judy? Chicago. Hey, Chicago. No, I never met her. Renee Genovese. He's gay? <laughs> 
Yeah, Renee. All right. Have you seen the movie? I think I do. No. I, I think I don't. Do you know Renee? But I'll see it. I don't. But hi, Renee. Hi, Renee Genovese. Nick Aquino, New Jersey. She said, hi, Ty, I got mugged there. The big ragu. <laughs> Cecily Fierro Rose. Hey, everybody. Anthony, thank you, everybody. Where's the questions, though? These are all statements. More Social Security numbers. Thank you for the numbers. Where's the money? I only heard one bell ring all night long. I mean, what do you people want from us? What else can we give that we Mine haven't given karma. during the broadcast? One of the greatest things we're going to let everybody know right now before we get going is where you could find and watch the entertainment of Nick. Oh, me. Uh, Nikki. You like Nikki or Nick? Nick. But people call me Nikki now, and I hate it. Nikki Paris. How is Paris Italian? Is that your real last name, or did you mm -hmm. cut it? It's, the, it's like a little... It's not Parisio? It's close, somewhere in that vein. The Paris is sleep. Actually, he's funny. Thank you so much. I'm so broken. I, ding, if somebody ding. hugged me as a child, I probably wouldn't be doing this, but it's too late, and I've Look, been through it. You two are on the top of your game. You fucking ate right, that, baby. You know what, Supermark? We don't know what gender you are, and we don't care. Yes. Okay? We love you. Thank you for watching. We are on top of our game. We That's right. We do a show together. That's right. The opposites of what we do is so endearing that if I finally get to start shooting Make America Italian Again Part 2, wait till you see the mob boss. <laughs> With the weight I've gained, I'm going to play the shed in the, back, in the back seat. Do you have any plans to come to Long Island? Okay. I'm going to be performing in Long Island, hopefully in March or April. Anthony, thank you for asking. And we all know of a famous club out there. And if I do get to go there, I'm going to ask Nikki Paris if he wants to be on the show with me. I it's Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island, one of the most famous comedy clubs there. in That's the United States. Room. We play there? Yeah, I was just okay, there. Okay, great. It was great. He also plays in New York City. Um, I'm actually going to be doing uh, the comic strip in New York for the first time. I've never played there. I cut my teeth as a comic here in California. I really didn't do New York until I became a, a headliner, and then I went in as a headliner. Caroline's is no longer in the city anymore. Hopefully, they're going to find another location. But I, I know I read in your resume how you headlined Caroline's, which is wonderful. That is a huge accomplishment. Nobody cares. It's one of the most, no, it's actually <laughs> a legacy. I one keep the hitting most, the table. One, one I'm most, sorry. It's okay. One of the most famous comedy clubs in the world. There's Heron Comedy. It's nice to see you. And I love the new slogan, Welcome to the Family. Yes, we got new shirts that are going to come out. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family so that I can have other cast members like Nikki on the show with me so that everybody gets a flavor of something funny from an Italian family. I missed the last two morning walks. Sorry. Uh, well... I think I didn't do one because I was on a plane. I do a thing every morning called the morning walk on Instagram. If you want, you can call me up and say, hey, what are you doing? And I just walk to stay in shape, stay in, in good health, but I do it on Instagram so I could talk I to people. I love that. Sometimes I think about taking morning walks into traffic, but then I try, I, try, I try to reel back. Sometimes I just leave the house and I'm like, it's time to get back in. We got to get going. Nikki, I'll stay here all day. I, well, you say I you have a you. class. I, I, don't want I do. I he's mean. got a class. He's actually taking a class. <laughs> I'm the, in special ed. Is, that, is, it the ground, is it the Groundlings? <laughs> you, I had a stroke. No, yeah, I, I'm in the Groundling school. I made a mess, Mike. I'm That's all right. The cracker. Don't worry. I, he did make a mess with this cracker. I, I swear to God. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> um, look, there's some people from Canada right now. I well, love Justin get, Bieber. I don't know if you know him. He's from Canada? Mm, yes. Oh, is that right? I, I, he's a tattooed angel. Oh, oh, maybe we'll get you a meeting with uh, Justin Bieber. 
Little yellow bus. That's me. I'm on the short bus. The other <laughs> night I wore a yellow jacket and people thought I was a short bus. People tried to get on me. It's a lot of pressure. He's a handsome fella with an incredible personality. We've got to get his parents to watch this particular type yeah, of show. You would really, really love it. So let us get going. Nikki, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet so they can come and see your show live or watch your podcast or watch your Instagram or become one of your buddies. You can find me at Passages Malibu. No, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nikki Paris Bitch, which is my confirmation name. It's N-I-C-K-Y Paris Bitch. I forget there's two cameras. Hey. You can add them both. Thanks. Nikki Paris Bitch. Thanks for having me. That's... Is it really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, which is not the What shows thing. are you doing in the next couple of weeks? Oh, you could, uh, all my tour dates on my website are from last year, but they will be updated soon once I get it together. My, web, my, my website's on the construction show, yeah. uh, too. And, uh, but this week, I'm going to be at the, uh, the Improv this Wednesday night, tomorrow night, with my friend Jay Davis. Friday night, I'll be in the Late Show at the Laugh Factory. Saturday night, I'll be at the Comedy Chateau We're doing two shows, a 7.30 and a 10. And then on Sunday, I'm going to relax and fly back to New Jersey on Monday. Monday night, I'm actually going to be hosting at the Cutting Room the Italian American Film Awards. Oh wow! Yes, I love, I the love doing room. that. It's great the, room, the great place. And then from there, six weeks of touring throughout the state of Florida. All my shows are at MikeMarino.net. So I want to thank my guest Nikki Paris for coming on the show, guys. Stay tuned. Watch him. He's going to go. He's going to grow. He's going to be badass. You're going to say that son of a bitch was on the Mike Marino show and he wouldn't eat the Andy Bast. <laughs> I want you guys to keep on staying in touch with me. Remember, you can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Instagram, you can watch us on Facebook, but you can always stay in touch on all your favorite podcast apps like iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and you can listen to this podcast also on Italian American Radio in New York City, which I got to introduce you to the guy who owns that channel. He always presents the Feast of San Gennaro in New York. His name is Johnny Mandolin. Big shout out to my producer, Tatiana Blueshell, for always making sure that this podcast has a great guest. We go off on time, everybody's safe, and everybody gets to watch and enjoy. Remember, let's make America Italian again. My new show is called Welcome to the Family. The motto is always going to be, you don't know nothing, you don't see nothing, you don't say nothing. And how do I end every single one of my broadcasts by saying the same thing with my guest? Don't take no shit from nobody. Ready? Oh, wait a minute. The money just came in. Any more? All right, let's do it. <laughs> Sorry. Let's do it again. Don't, Don't take, take no, no shit from, from nobody. Thanks for listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Make sure you log on to all my social media at Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.